Hi, and welcome to the Lehman Krellin podcast. I'm your host, Damon Baker. In this podcast, we focus mainly on regulatory compliance issues coming out of the UK, but there is a global component to the content we present. We hope you get value out of this one. Thanks again for listening. Thanks, everyone, for joining us on another edition of the Lehman Krellin podcast. I have with me Dina Devalia of Quantuma Advisory Limited. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to leverage Dina's expertise in wind down planning. It's one of those topics that everyone should know about if they are a regulated firm, but maybe it's not always at the forefront of people's minds. Dina, good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Thanks, Damon. Good to speak to you. I know that you specialize in insolvency advice and also restructuring, but is that everything that is covered at Quantuma? Quantuma are a wider advisory practice covering corporate finance, tax, insolvency restructuring, and it's part of a, a larger group, K3 group. So we are a pretty mid-corporate advisory practice. I myself specialize within the field of insolvency restructuring, and I specialize within the financial services industry advising regulated entities on their regulatory requirements, including obviously wind down planning. So generally, a wind down plan needs to cover what stages, please, Dina? So effectively, in summary, a wind down plan is a document that outlines the steps that a regulated firm will take to cease its regulated business in an orderly manner to minimize any adverse impact on clients, counterparties, and wider markets, including consumers. So in essence, effectively, some of the key sort of wind down plan, identifying what the key triggers are for the business in terms of what would precipitate a decision by the board to make that decision to invoke a wind down plan. And this could be a range of triggers it could be a failure or not meeting its capital resources as required by the regulator. The fact that the regulated entity is balance sheet insolvent. It could be loss of key business renders the regulated activity to cease material aspects of its business operations. It could be loss of key staff and third-party providers who withdraw their services, although obviously that is something that is a key issue to bear in mind in terms of what are the critical stakeholders that would be impacted in a wind-down scenario. With regard to wind-down planning, I am aware that the FCA did a thematic review back in April of 2022, where some of these issues really came back up, came to the fore again. Can you run us quickly through some of the findings from that April 22 thematic review? Sure, Damon. The FCA carried out a thematic review in April 2022 on the extent to which wind-down planning was covered by regulated firms. And in summary, there was widespread weaknesses in a number of key categories. Firstly, liquidity, whether firms had adequate liquidity to deal with an orderly wind-down. Cash flow modelling was also pretty deficient in terms of how firms effectively had prepared cash flow forecasts to see how the wind down plan would unwind. Other areas that were picked up were intergroup de dependencies, where regulated entities are dependent on key services like IT, funding, so on and so forth. Another key point where there were deficiencies in the wind down plan related to wind down triggers 
So effectively, what were the key triggers that would enable the governing body of a, of a regulated entity to effectively say, well, we should be invoking a wind down plan. And that could be areas of deficiencies in not maintaining regulatory capital, that the regulated firm is actually balance sheet insolvent. There is a marked deterioration in, in their business activities that would effectively trigger, you know, a disorderly wind down. And the other key point was that the FCA found that a lot of firms were deficient in the documentation in actually drawing up a wind down plan. And effectively, a wind down plan is really a series of steps that an authorised firm would take to effect an orderly wind down with minimal harm to consumers in the industry. There's a lot of practicalities that that come to bear during wind down planning. I see that. And so it sounds also like a document that a business could use to really take stock of where they are at any given moment in time. Have you seen firms using their wind down planning to actually improve their business, even though that might sound counterintuitive? I I recently dealt with a wind down plan where it was a regulatory requirement and feedback from the board was it was a very useful process for them to take stock and actually understand what parts of their operations were perhaps loss making and whether those aspects could be rationalized to effectively drive the business operations out of a loss making scenario. So my personal view is that the wind down plan is useful in terms of allowing the boards to to take stock and actually understand some of the issues that could impact on their business operations, irrespective of whether they do invoke the decision to go down a wind-down plan. Thanks, Dina. I definitely see how wind-down plans can be used to benefit a firm, even if it's facing administration, simply because it helped them improve their business going forward. So do you have any closing thoughts for us with regard to the wind-down planning process? I, th- I think my closing thoughts are the regulatory stakeholders, the PRA and the FCA, you know, it is, scrutiny is increasing across all sex- sectors of the financial services industry. And although wind-down planning has been a core part of the FCA's regulatory toolkit for some time, it is important for firms to, to consider having a wind-down plan in place and the benefits are twofold. One, that they are meeting their regulatory obligations of having a wind-down plan. But secondly, it, it can assist the board in taking stock of you know where they are within their regulatory business and, and could improve some aspects of, of their businesses moving forward. You've just heard from Dina Devalia of Quantuma Advisory. Dina discussed wind-down plans and the key elements of them governance, communication, business continuity, asset management, and liabilities management. And all of this comes on the back of, it's a regulatory requirement. And what she's seen in her experience is that not every firm gets this right. It's also a useful tool for a firm to use to ensure its business is going in the right direction, helps them assess and take stock of where they are. And so this highlights the benefit of having regular health checks on your business. So I invite you to go to the shop. There are a number of different health checks that Lehman Krellin 
has available to you. And feel free to reach out if you've got any questions. Once again, I'm Damon Baker of Lehman Crellin. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Thank mm-hmm. you.